Hello and welcome to a very special week here on The Jet Set. Coming up this week, we're taking you out to explore one of the most special places in the world, tucked away in the Pacific Northwest. The San Juan Islands are located north of Seattle and are a true natural treasure. On our trip, we met with locals of the island to learn about how to practice stewardship of the islands while enjoying the amazing destination. So buckle up because this episode of The Jet Set is about to take off. Welcome aboard. Are you ready to go? Bobby Laurie and Nikki Noya have your ticket to travel, food, fitness, and everything you need for an on-the-go lifestyle. It's time to jet set. Okay, it's time to get things started because today we're truly jet setting and for the next 30 minutes, we're taking you all around the San Juan Islands in the Pacific Northwest. The islands are a part of Washington state, but they're actually located in between the state of Washington mm -hmm. and Canada. That's right, Bobby. To begin our trip, we flew into Seattle Tacoma International Airport and arrived at the new arrivals terminal. It's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Bigger, brighter, bolder. With more room, more views, and more Pacific Northwest feels, the North Satellite Modernization Project elevates your travel experience with comforts you're craving. You can stretch out and explore the larger and brighter space. Surrounded by warm wood and sunlight, the new North Satellite celebrates the natural wonder that is the Pacific Northwest. The iconic building is designed to evoke the movement of a meandering river. With twice the space, there's more room to roam, including 10 more remodeled gates and a new airport destination, the Marketplace at N, the stage for live performances and open seating with airfield views. After leaving the airport, we discovered that getting to the islands is half the fun of visiting. The San Juan Islands are in fact real islands with no bridges connecting them to the rest of Washington state. Visitors and residents alike use the largest ferry system in the U.S. to get around, and for us, that meant boarding the Yakima in Anacortes to make our way over to Orcas Island. Once on board, you're able to get out of the car and go to a more comfortable area to enjoy the ride. There's plenty of seating for everyone, or you can stand outside on one of the decks to take in the truly amazing views. One of the main reasons for this trip was to discover how we can travel responsibly and ensure everyone will have a chance to visit and see the islands in person. We first ferried over to Orcas Island. That's where we met the chairman of the Samish Indian nation, Tom Wooten. The tribes were the first stewards of the islands, so we thought talking to Tom would be the perfect start to our trip. Chairman Wooten, we're here on Orcas Island. It is such a magical, beautiful place. Tell us a little bit about the indigenous history here and what it means to the tribes. Well, if I could, I'd like to use a little bit of our uh, traditional language. Mm -hmm. So I would like to welcome you all here. Ah, CCM, Hayushka Tiaskap Uaskatlam Huanang. So the small prayer. This is a magical place. Our people have been here from time immemorial and we still have citizens that live throughout the San Juan Islands, myself included. And it's just a magical place. Uh, we're here at the park and I mean, it's just pristine. So I really encourage folks that do come here to appreciate what this is and to uh, pay it forward. I mean, don't take it for granted. This is here for a reason and we want people to enjoy it it's because it is such a beautiful place. But when you do come here, treat it like it's your own, you know, and it'll be here for your kids and their kids. Uh, we talk about seven generations when we uh, think about our history and, and where we come from. Seven generations forward and back. So 
let's keep it this way for the next six generations. The natural beauty of Orcas Island is incredible and a hike through the Moran State Park is breathtaking. Experiencing this firsthand put Chairman Wooten's words into perspective. This is a place we truly should protect for the next seven generations. Spending the afternoon hiking up to Mount Constitution is an experience I won't soon forget. The panoramic views from the top are spectacular and made me want to learn more about the island's parks and their history. So after taking in the view, I made my way back to the Rosarios Resort and Spa to meet with Christopher Peacock, the resort's general manager, and park ranger Chris Giadotti to learn more about the history of the island's park system. Christopher and Chris, we are here at the beautiful Rosario Resort on Orcas Island. This place is amazing. Christopher, tell me a little bit about Robert Moran and his vision for this place. Well, Robert Moran was a shipbuilder out of Seattle mm -hmm. at the turn of the century and was given six months to two years to live <laughs> due to heart disease. And so he retired to Orcas Island and ended up living another 38 years. <laughs> it turned out he had executive stress. Really? But when he moved here, yeah. he was really looking for uh, a, a way to get out of the Industrial Revolution mm -hmm. and uh, was really following the arts and crafts movement, which was a return to nature, hand craftsmanship, and family time. And the mansion he built uh, represents all of those. Oh, well, all it takes is to look at this view and you can see why he lived so long after that. That's amazing. It's spectacular. And, and actually, uh, the favorite quote I have of Robert Moran's is there's no better place to regain health, physical, mental, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about the state park aspect of it here also. I know he was very interested in nature. So how did the state park come about? Robert Moran was friends with John Muir, so he had a stewardship ethic, um, mm -hmm. and he was he was really in love with the mountain and the area right here. Um, and so he actually came to the governor of the state of Washington and um, wanted to donate the land for a state park. Mm -hmm. It was actually prior to the existence of the state park system, but really? his offer was what actually what created the state park system. No so way. yeah, it's like the fourth oldest <laughs> park system in the country. All right, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, and it's due to his generous donation. How can someone who's visiting, like me for example, take care of this place and make sure that it is preserved like this for future generations? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. That's that's something that we discuss regularly with all the different public land managers out here. Mm -hmm. This place is special, but we've seen increased use over the years. And so we're both we're at the threshold of reaching a point where we really need to do some work around the stewardship of these resources out mm -hmm. here. So we encourage our visitors to use the uh, leave no trace principles when okay. they come. Uh -huh. We also encourage folks to come out in the shoulder seasons when it's not quite as busy. Uh -huh. um, but basically uh, we're looking at the potential for, for having to institute some management uh -huh. um, initiatives to control the number of people on the landscape. Uh -huh. Well, thank you so much. We'll be right back in 60 seconds with much more to come from our trip around the San Juan Islands. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Jet Set. Today we're on a journey through the San Juan Islands in the Pacific Northwest. And while visiting Orcas Island, we went exploring through the many businesses and restaurants and had a chance to connect with some of the entrepreneurs and found that they're very careful to keep a balanced relationship between business and the land that they operate on.
Tony, Buck Bay Shellfish Farm has quite a history. Tell me a little bit about your establishment. Well, this is actually a third generation property. Uh, our grandparents bought this back in the mid 30s. They had originally, were on their way up to Alaska to homestead up there. Okay. And it rained for three straight weeks and they decided, <laughs> you know what, this is not right. So they got back in their sailboat, packed all the tools up and ended here in this glorious uh, part of San Juan Islands on beautiful Orcas Island. This is so cool here. Tell me a little bit about when people come to visit this beautiful place, how can they take care of it so that we can still enjoy it for future generations? Yeah, that's a really good question. And the reason why is that we are very protective of the islands, the people, the locals, if you will, the people that live here. And we do just, one thing we don't do is, if someone honks their horn at you, it's because they're saying hi. <laughs> and that's what we would like them to feel like when they come here, and that's what we'd like them to act like. Now, speaking yeah. of the beauty, now we are in a very beautiful location. What kind of sustainable practices do you employ here to help preserve the land? Well, besides farming oysters, which yeah. is really a great way to clean our local waters mm -hmm. and all that, uh, you know, just live cleanly, shop locally, support all of our local farms, support all of our local businesses. That's what we do to sustain here. Tony, thank you so much. Thank you so Bobby, much. I'm going to yeah, have some Let's go lunch. in here and let's go yeah. see what we can find. <laughs> After talking to Tony, we of course had to indulge in some of the amazing food. The fresh fish and chips and clam chowder were delicious, and if you make your way over to Orcas Island, we definitely recommend making this a lunch destination. As Tony said, shopping and dining at locally owned shops is an important part of helping and supporting the community while visiting. Taking a walk through the charming downtown area offers lots of local art and tons of charm. One local business with a unique story is Roots, and I had the chance to meet with owners Cole and Shay to learn about their story. Okay, you guys, we're here at Roots on Orcas Island. This place is amazing, and there is a lot going on here. Tell me about the kind of the vibe here. What What's going on here? What's going on, Cole? Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're just getting going. Um, uh, we've been working on this for a long time, and um, we opened the first kind of phase of the business. That's amazing. So we are starting here in the coffee shop, but what's the kind of progression of this place? So Templin's was the original grocery store on the island. Um, when we were kids, we uh, grew up coming to this store to buy our groceries. As we have taken it over, we are creating a wine bar and cafe. Yes. We have first opened the cafe. And Cole That's talk awesome. About the rest. No, well, it, it's, it's kind of cool. As Shay mentioned, like the idea of like back in the day, this was Templin's, which was the grocery store. And this is where you guys used this to come is, like, when you guys were kids. Little kids. This yeah. is awesome. Kids, we'd run in here with our parents and run around the yeah. floors, and it was just like so to have an opportunity to come back here on Orcas right now mm -hmm. and open someplace in a building as historic as this. Yeah. You know, with Rick and Marlis Hughes, and like just being able to kind of put this together, it's been fantastic. So you guys grew up here. Both left, and then what What kind of drew you back to the island? I mean, it's a magical place, but what was the kind of catalyst to bring you guys back here? I think it's different for us both, but um, I just moved back in 2019. I left in 1999, <laughs> and almost 20 years to the date, I moved back. And I think it had a lot to do with the people who raised me on the island. Um, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that um, I had great friends and great relationships here. That yeah, because you guys grew up together, that's right. right? Yeah, we, uh, we graduated high school together. We <laughs> knew each other since we were probably about four years old, maybe three years old. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that was a huge uh, catalyst for me to move back. 
Yeah, I think that just like Shay, the family, you know, my family, mom and dad are still here. My little brother is still here. Really? Yeah. So I also left in 1999. Same year we graduated together. I think right after we got, let's get out of here. We <laughs> yeah. just bounced. But also our friends, like all the people that we grew up with, there are a lot of them are still here. And so the idea of coming back to our roots, you know, being mm -hmm. back here on the island. Um, also for me, especially the natural beauty of the island. Like so the island is so incredibly beautiful. It's such a magical place. Like I, even to this day, driving the same drive I've taken my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was gone for 18 years, even coming back. It's like, it's so incredibly breathtaking. Mm -hmm. It's almost too it much. It really is. So a lot of what we're talking about is the kind of stewardship of the island and taking care of the island. So what can you tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing to take care of this magical, beautiful place? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things for us was that we, our endeavor was not just to have a business. It was to create a space that both the locals and the community could enjoy. Um, our experiences all over the world were um, really what brought this thing together. Mm -hmm. But yet we also want to um, highlight a lot of the kids and the people that we grew up with who are part of this community. So now it's the next gener generation of kids that are going to be playing in this space for all of us to see. Well, yeah. you guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Now, while Nikki got to spend a few nights at the Rosario Resort, oh, yes. I stayed at Otter's Pond, an amazing bed and breakfast with a truly amazing breakfast in the morning prepared by the owner, a trained chef, Amanda Zimlich, with ingredients straight from the backyard. Amanda, I have to say, I am thoroughly enjoying my stay here at Otter's Pond. It is oh. so comfortable, and your breakfast this morning was <laughs> amazing. Good, I'm so glad, I'm glad. Well, there's two things that you can't skimp on. You can't skimp on your shoes, and you can't skimp on your mattress. So <laughs> those two things I try to- The try mattress to is really amazing. <laughs> The truth is, Amanda's attention to detail stretches far beyond the mattresses. The well-thought-out spaces are immaculately clean and welcoming with areas to read and relax or to just enjoy a glass of wine and take in the spectacular scenery. Cooking with the ingredients from here, specifically Orcas, I like to try to tell the story to the guests that stay here um, and to friends and family that, that, um, that I cook and eat, eat meals with. Um, that connection, and I think we do that best through the cooking, the flavors. You know, there's so much beauty on the island, and there's obviously a lot of folks want to come visit, but what's your hope for visitors to the island? What do you, how do you want them to view and protect their, the island while they're visiting? I really want people to see not just what we have in terms of the ocean and the shoreline, sure that's kind of a natural attraction, but I feel, I feel privileged because we've got Otter's Pond, which is inland. Um, and everybody sort of sees pictures of whales and orcas, and those are beautiful. And we want to we want to preserve them and and, um, um, and understand their behaviors. Um, but inland, we've got beautiful birds and a diverse group of uh, raptors, owls, and hawks and um, falcons and so forth. So this is kind of a, a natural setting to see what's inland and what's in the forest. And I want people to kind of walk away with an appreciation um, for the diverse um, species that we have just in Moran State Park, which we're right next door to. 
um, and treading lightly. I think it's a big, a big message. My hope, and this is kind of like my secret strategy, but if I feed people really well for breakfast, they're not going to bring a lot of stuff into the park, <laughs> and they're not going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to be kind of mindful. They're going to be full, so they're not going to be um, leaving waste and things like that. You know, you really don't get an experience like this at every B and B, where you get to have the most comfortable mattress I think I've ever slept on, and then wake up to a amazing breakfast prepared by a trained chef. <laughs> so thank you so much for having us and for showing thank us you. around and for all the background because it really has been a very comfortable stay. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. We've got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're ferrying over to San Juan Island for some more exploring in the Pacific Northwest. There's kayaks involved, you don't want to miss it. Welcome back. During the break, we drove our car onto another ferry, soaked up the sun, and headed over to San Juan Island. We checked into the San Juan Inn collection before we ventured out and discovered that marine conservation is at the forefront of the minds of many who live and visit the San Juan Islands. When arriving at San Juan Island, you were immediately greeted by Friday Harbor and its picturesque downtown. We checked into the San Juan Inn collection, part of the Washington State Association of Bed and Breakfasts. The charming suites are well suited for any stay on the island, and after getting settled in, I went to explore the many sites just outside my door before heading over to meet Nikki at Coho, where we spoke with Chef Tim Payne about how he has made the menu to reflect his values about sustainability. Tim, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us. No, thank you. We are about to dine at your restaurant named Coho, but oddly enough, salmon's not on the menu. Can you tell us why? Well, our resident orca whales uh, feed on coho salmon, mm -hmm. and we made a decision a few years back to no longer serve it. Uh, so it's an honor to what is our native fish as opposed to what's on the menu. We just thought from a sustainability and from uh, you know, an eco perspective, and it was a hard decision to make. We faced you know, resistance and people who are from out of state come and they're like, there's no coho on the <laughs> menu. And so uh, we, uh, we commonly have to answer that question. Mm -hmm. Now you do have a seasonal menu as well. Yes. Yes, we change the menu uh, six to eight times a year. It's primarily dependent on the vegetable crops as opposed to any kind of protein. Mm -hmm. um, being in the Pacific Northwest, we rely on the island as well as Skagit Valley and it has many micro seasons. And with that, some of the vegetables have a very short mm -hmm period where they're at their optimal kind of peak flavor and so mm -hmm. forth. Yeah. So we tend to follow and navigate those patterns of Mother Nature, so to speak. Oh, which always tastes better. So let's talk about the kind of stewardship of the island and the sustainability. What do you guys do here to make sure that this island is taken care of for future generations? Well, as you may know, we're associated with uh, a couple of inns and bed and breakfast. And so it kind of permeates itself in many ways. Uh, we use sustainable products, um, so we're not contributing to any kind of waste in terms of plastics and that type of thing. So we focus on that at the ends. And then here at the restaurant, we try to use food that is as close to us as possible so that we're not having a large fossil footprint and uh, we're supporting from an economic sustainability. We're feeding back into the local economy in the circle from the farmer to us, etc. I like it. So the orcas are fed? We're fed, <laughs> everybody's happy. Thank you so much, no Chef problem. Tim. Thank you. All right. Focusing on sustainability and staying local means the freshest seasonal ingredients are used to make amazing dishes. Eating local has never tasted so good. 
After dinner, we headed over to Jackson Beach Park to learn a little bit about how to responsibly enjoy the local marine wildlife. Avery, cool. thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us. Yeah, no problem. Tell me yeah. a little bit about Discovery Sea Kayaks. Yeah, so we've been around uh, since I, I want to say about 2002, early 2000s. Um, kind of started as a core group of people who enjoyed paddling yeah. and wanted to guide. Um, so at, at our heart, we're kind of paddlers first, guides second, because we are we enjoy what we do, but we want to take other people out and <laughs> help awesome. them enjoy it as well. So. That's awesome. yeah. I'm, well, I'm looking forward to it. But I do have a question for you first. Mm -hmm. Why should visitors and residents keep at top of their mind preserving the island? Yeah, so I think of it kind of like when you visit any any place you're a visitor to, you don't live there. Um, you may not know the, the local customs or anything yeah, or, or what's true. what's going on in an area. And, and uh, being respectful of knowing that you're stepping into someone else's place or, or a different ecosystem helps to keep it the way it is and, and the whole reason why you went there, but right, like what right. brought yes. you there, you want you probably want to keep that the same. You probably don't want to change it. Yeah, so make it. Yeah. We said this before, but make it almost as if you were never there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave a trace. Yeah, leave no trace would be a great a great uh, framework. For yeah. That, okay, so. Avery. I heard about this phrase called being whale wise. Yes. How can we be whale wise? <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. So there's a number of different. Um, pieces of legislation, both uh, national and state-wise, that uh, apply to marine mammals, and more specifically, the southern resident killer whales. Uh, so as you're paddling, uh, you may encounter marine mammals, mammals of all sorts. Uh, so whale-wise, but also, but also having to do with any any creature in the in the ecosystem that we're in. But specifically whale-wise, you have uh, guidelines for, rules for how far you can be from them, okay. uh, behavior around them. So if we are paddling and say we see whales, we're gonna um, paddle inshore. Okay. Uh, we're gonna raft up in some kelp and uh, observe them from there. We're not gonna we're not gonna try to join them or get any closer. We're gonna be respectful. Right. Yeah. So have you guys ever seen bioluminescence before? And Moana. So obviously right now it's, it's light out um, and we're, we're kind of starting in the evening so I always like to frame this as you know we're we're waiting for it to get dark that's really when you see the bioluminescence. The guides at Discovery Sea Kayak were amazing and gliding through the sparkling bioluminescent water was a truly magical experience. It was also a great reminder of how special the islands are and made me understand why the residents are working so hard to keep them safe for the next seven generations. We've got to take one last break, but we've still got even more of our trip to the San Juan Islands to share with you. You don't want to miss it. trip to the San Juan Islands and learning how to be stewards of the island while visiting, but with so much to see during a visit to the island, we couldn't fit it all into the show. So here are some of our favorite spots that no, are must-see. There was so much to do there. Oh, tell so me about it. First up, go sip on a glass of wine at the San Juan Vineyard. It's an amazing outdoor venue with a fire pit, delicious wine, and a spectacular setting, which makes this a must-see on your trip to the San Juan Islands. Well, go visit the alpacas. Hi, guys. The farm at Crystal Acres lets you get up close and personal with these amazing animals. Plus, I picked up some awesome, oh, let's see, a sweater. I got a jacket, a hat, and gloves. Maybe I got two things. It was amazing. <laughs> you got a lot done there, didn't you? I sure did. I thought you were just visiting animals, but nope. no, you were shopping. And then, of course, you can go explore Friday Harbor. This charming downtown is full of history and amazing sights. And honestly, Friday Harbor looks like it came right out of it the movie. It is a movie set. It is, it is so beautiful. It is beautiful. It's perfect. Like, and the food is so good the there. Oh, this is just amazing. It really was. Yeah. And it, I, I, I really can't wait to go back. It was so relaxing. It was very relaxing.
relaxing and just the natural beauty there. And all of the people that we met there, we had so much fun. It was a great time. Well, thank you so much for watching this week and stay tuned next week for our next adventure. Bye. Bye everybody. It was so an amazing it was a, trip. A it was trip. so beautiful.